Welcome to Listen by Jean Ginsberg. This audio experience and podcast is all about social media, digital marketing, entrepreneurship, and interviews with top entrepreneurs in the digital and social space. I'm your host, Jean Ginsberg, digital marketing expert, number one best-selling author, and award-winning entrepreneur. I will be sharing with you strategies, tips, and tactics on how to grow your business and your social media following. Thanks for listening. Hi everyone, Jean Ginsberg here and very excited because I have a very special guest today, Christina Wise. How are you? I am great. How are you? I am doing excellent. I know we chatted a little bit offline before we started uh, recording the podcast. Um, Sounds like everything's going well for you this week. So uh, I always like to open up uh, the podcast to give our audiences a baseline, kind of an understanding about you. So tell us about your background to kind of give uh, our audience a little bit of context. I'd say background is my, most of my career, I've been real estate investor. And so that, but it was my private life. Like I've never taught real estate investing. I've never, it's not, it's just been for my own personal net worth. And I still, I'm heavily making lots of real estate investments right now. It's crazy times, the real estate industry. But again, I don't teach that. I don't talk a lot about it. That's just what I do as far as when it comes to money and wealth. But then I have an online, it's called Wealthy Wealthy. And I teach money mastery and cash flow management so that you have money to invest, like what to do with your money after you make it to start to build wealth and net worth. So I have an online money school. It's everything you should have learned in school about money, but they didn't offer that class. Yeah. And so that's what I that's what I do in my day job. So I do my wealthy, wealthy business by day and my real estate by night, so to speak. Yeah, isn't it, how, isn't it unfortunate that schools, colleges don't teach money management or financial uh, opportunities, I guess I would call them in class. Isn't that unfortunate? Yeah. And and money really is a life skill. Like money affects everyone, right? I mean, it's such an integral part of my life, our life, but we're not really taught how to, what to do with it. You know, how do you manage it? How do you grow it? How do you make sure you have enough? How much is enough? You know, all these just very fundamental questions that are very important that really don't get explored or addressed, or even we're not aware of until we hit like financial crisis or we hit a wall or we're tired of being in the grind or tired of the rat race or just wondering like, where's the money? I work so hard. Why is there nothing left over? And there's reasons for that that are pretty easy to understand and figure out and get out of that cycle, but it's not obvious. We have to learn those things for most of us. Otherwise it's money in and money out and you know another day, another year and another paycheck and you know another credit card bill. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of it has to do with mindset, at least for me, it did in the beginning when I was uh, growing and scaling my business. It was just a lot of it was like having the right mindset towards money. What what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there's a few things. I really teach that it's a blend of money mindset and money skill set. So, and it's working on those all the time. And even no matter where you get in your money, um, how much money or, you know, what you have, there's always the next ceiling, which means there's that ceiling to that mindset. And then there's that next level of work to break through that. Then you hit that next ceiling. There's next. So this is a lifelong discipline. It's just like with our body and our health, you know, if we're going to stay healthy for a lifetime, 
you know, there's peaks and valleys, but we're always working at it. You just don't get to eat healthy for a year. Then all of a sudden, you know, you can go back to eating chips and, you know, popcorn, but, uh, but money's the same way. So it's really a life skill. It's how we practice it all the time. It's our relationship to it. It is our mindset, how we think about it, what those, those beliefs are that are really deeply programmed that definitely can get in our way. So, but it's not just the mindset. Mindsets usually means the limitations to what we think we're worth or how much we can make or those different pieces built in our relationship. If we don't have a good relationship with it, we neglect it, we avoid it. We don't want to look at it. So certainly those things have to be looked at. And in most of them, we need to rewire them or rewrite them because we're money programmed by the time we're seven years old. So a lot of us are adults still working in a seven-year-old mindset that we got from our parents. So what did we hear them say? What did we see them do? If they, if there was a lot of money conflict, if there was a lot of scarcity, if there was, you know, just money, something no one ever talked about. So it's just, you know, just something that wasn't safe. We're going to carry those into adulthood. So absolutely. But if we just work on mindset, money is actually a skill also, meaning there's fundamentals, laws, and principles and understanding these different components that you have to know about. If not, we accidentally self-sabotage. And that's what keeps us in that month to month cycle where it just feels like that, you know, that we just never get ahead. Right. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about the company. I know you mentioned kind of what you do, but tell us um, about the company and also who do you serve? Is it all kinds of individuals? Is it entrepreneurs? Is it business owners or, or everybody? Yeah, I really teach variable income earners because it's, it's much more difficult to really manage your money when you're a business owner and entrepreneur, what I call micro business owners, especially when you really are the business, so to speak. So it becomes hard to separate yourself from the business. And then whose money is it? It's the business, it's my money. And then we start commingling our personal finance with our business finance, it's all one and the same. And to really start building, to grow finance, not just grow the business, like, you know, it's kind of built in to grow the business, right? But we just don't want to grow the business. We want to grow our whole entire financial system. So and there's these three components of money. The first component of money as business owners is the money in the business. And it's understanding just the cash flow of the business, knowing the difference between top line revenue and bottom line profit. What are our profit margins? What are expense ratios? You know, how much, what type of margin do we have? Is that enough? And the business is meant for business owners, our job as a business owner, even if we're the main person in it, our primary job of owning the business. That's why it's called business ownership. That means that we own something separate from ourselves. So even though we're working in it all the time, when we can step out of being in the business and we look at the ownership, our job as the owner is to make as much profit as possible. That means we don't run a bunch of personal expenses out of our business because they're tax write-offs. So that's what we want to look for. Now we take that profit and the second component of money is personal finance. And Contrary to what most people think, we don't get rich in our business. Our business is just to maximize cash flow, maximize income, because the profit we make in our income is our household income. So that moves from business or net income profit to household personal income. And our personal, now I teach, you run a P&L, you run a profit and loss for your personal, you treat your personal finance just like a business, and you still shave off and care about that profit. 
But how, what, how we manage our personal money and cash flow is the difference between building wealth and not. We don't build wealth in our business. We build wealth in our household. So we really have to understand and work these, these systems connect, but they're still two different systems. But that's managing the cash in our house, household. And we take a portion of that household cash, and I call it profit in the household, and we earmark that for investing because the only you can't income or save your way to wealth. You can only invest your way to wealth by buying assets that will future cash flow. So over time, during this during the the duration of our career, you know, we want to use that working time to put money aside that ultimately that money is going to grow well on itself. And we allow that money by putting it in some form of investment and assets. We put that so that money is growing and building and growing and building and working alongside while we're working. And those are just three systems. So we want our business finance system. We want our personal finance system. And we want our investing system that we're looking at that. So we really can see how much how much we're worth on the balance sheet. Because our the money we cash flow through our household, that's just that's our spending cash. That's the money that we're spending month to month. That money we're shaving and we're putting and building that balance sheet. That's the worth that we want to grow over time because that net worth, that asset value, again, that's growing, that's going to grow. So someday, that's that that's that nest egg, that's that cushion, that's that surplus. We it's you know the balance sheet has some cash as well as assets. Cash is a form of assets, but like um, non-liquid assets. And then ultimately we want to build that during our working income until it hits a number. And that's what I call the freedom number where the cash flow that flows off, you know, that gets paid by those assets can replace our working income. Now we don't have to work anymore because our assets are doing all the work for us. And that's, that's kind of, that's the full money system. So we understand these three different categories and we understand that the goal is this financial freedom number and we can reverse engineer that back into even how much money we need to earn in our business. They're very simple numbers to calculate. It's a very easy system to employ, but it's just understanding when we're in the skill set of money and this life practice of growth, we're growing and like I said, we're growing along the way in, in each, you know, along this line. And then that just becomes the life practice of like we brush our teeth every day. We're in our money doing our money, you know, maybe not every day, but you get the point. Right. Absolutely. Well, I recommend looking at your, especially if you're a business owner, looking at your finances every day. I pretty much look every day uh, because I want to know how things are going, where are things moving, what's going on. So I'm, I'm one of those people that looks every day and making sure that also our clients are paying our bills. That's also number one. <laughs> That's good. Those receivables are important. Right. Yeah. yeah. We're no, a business you know. without those receivables, right? <laughs> um, yes. So, and you'd okay. be surprised how many people don't do that. I know. You know they'll, they'll sell it and they're not looking at the receivables in their business and people stop paying or their credit card and, you know, and then the numbers are dwindling, dwindling. But again, that's understanding that most because of all the dogma and all the, you know, everything that's out there, it's like, grow your revenue, grow your revenue, go from six figures to seven figures to whatever. So everything's top line. If you're just focused on top line, there's a lot of business owners that generate really high top lines, but they're barely paying themselves. And part right. of that is they're losing money because they're not watching it every right. day like you are. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so true. So tell me, you mentioned in the beginning that you, most of your life, you've been investing in real estate, it sounds like. So how did this company come about? What was the catalyst for creating this uh, money 
money freedom company. This podcast is brought to you by the Digital Marketing Method Monthly Group Coaching Program, your methodology for growing your business and your social media following. Join me and my group of supportive entrepreneurs and learn how you can grow your business and your social media following where we cover topics such as Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, email marketing, and so much more. Go to dmgroup.online, dmgroup.online. You know, it, it really came out of, I mean, it came out of an event when uh, a handful of years back, I got really sick. And so my brand is Wealthy Wealthy and it's Money Wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H and it's Wealthy, W-E-L-L-T-H-Y. And what happened is when I got sick that, you know, one of the, I mean, it was kind of a perfect storm of many things that happened to me that I got deathly ill and it took a long time to figure out what was wrong and I was slowly dying. And, you know, it was pretty horrific there for, for a couple of years. But through that process, you know, there were so many things I learned and just about life itself in general. But when it came to the money side, I was really good. I was using my body. So at that point, I was just constantly pushing myself. And I was really living a life that was unsustainable, but I was using my health to create wealth. You know, I was just using my body all the time and didn't even think about myself. It was all about money, 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 growth, 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 which is great. I mean, it, it did well. But I didn't realize that my body is my number one asset. And so that's the thing. Like so many times, again, entrepreneurs, it's just constant chase. It's this belief that when I get there somewhere in the future, then I can slow down. Then I can think about myself. Then everything's going to work out. And again, it just usually doesn't work that way. We just dig ourselves into a hole one way or another. So it's coming out of that. But what happened is because I had assets, I had cash and assets, I had the money to save my life because what saved me wasn't traditional medicine that was covered by insurance. So I'm that story where I traded my health for wealth and I used all my wealth to get my health back. Right. But came out of that, I just really looked at this polarity of understanding that money's more important than anything. Like money in my case, like actually saved my life. If I didn't have the money and I didn't do what I teach now, I wouldn't be here. On the other hand, it's not about the money. It's not about the chase. It's not about the gold wasp. It's not always trying to chase the money for some happiness out there. Money, the reason why money is so important is because it underwrites the cost of living a good life. So when we know what a good life is, how much it costs to live it, we know what our numbers are, we can just relax a little bit and let and be in the flow and the creation of money and wealth, but not sacrificing so much to try to attain it. So coming out of that experience, I just realized that I wanted to teach not just how to grow net worth and how to do this and all the things I just referenced, but also to make sure money really is about happiness and a good life and to under make sure it's not about the money, it's about life itself. And then just knowing how to you know, make enough and have enough so that it supports the lifestyle that we want. So I just came out of that experience where I just pivoted and said, you know what, I want to teach this stuff. And, you know, and then, you know, I built the net worth back since then. And then it's just understanding there's a real formula as well. Like there's a formula to wealth that you don't have to make it up. It's not elusive. It's not, it's not confusing. It's not difficult. It's just, you know, it's something that can be really easily learned and applied. So yeah, it was coming out of that experience. I realized that I really had a passion for wanting to teach. Right. Well, I'm glad that you are better now and that you're no longer sick because that of course is very scary and that you're, I mean, it sounds like you're 
doing much better now. So that's good to hear. Um, but so true, that is, it is not an elusive thing that it, it is a very much a, you know, a formula, right? It's just a lot of times we, I guess, are not really taught that, right? And like you said, we have the mindset, the money mindset of a seven-year-old. We never, a lot of times don't even expand it as we get older or become adults, right? So, um, so true. It's just, it's not elusive. It's not something that's like, oh my God, it's pie in the sky. It's like, just got to put some numbers down on paper, right? <laughs> yeah, the numbers, you know, the numbers don't lie. And, you know, a lot of people are scared, of, you know, they think it's math, they think it's complex or confusing. And, you know, at some levels, maybe if you're on Wall Street, that's the case. But just far as to take care of ourselves and our family, right. money is not difficult at all. And, you know, money is not something we have, money is something we do. So it's just understanding when we do money, I call it money in, I turn it into a verb. That again, it just becomes part of our lifestyle. And to understand too, really, that it's the habit of the habit, like the action, the money in, the verb in our money. It's the habit of managing our money. It's more important than how much is in the bank account. Because if we're in great habits, that bank account, it's just going to continue to grow. But usually our money habits are sabotaging those long-term goals and dreams. And ultimately, the, the you know, money comes to that feeling, the feeling of feeling financially, that financial security, that stability, that peace of mind. If, if something goes wrong, you have the cushion and you're on track. And, you know, when you feel on track and you know these simple numbers, it just takes 95% of the money anxiety out of the equation. So why do you think that so many people get this wrong? Is it just lack of education we were never really taught this as children or like what what do you like from your experience having worked with an i'm assuming you know number of clients what where, where do you think we all go wrong yeah there's a few things one it's just what's what seems obvious is categorically wrong so you know what seems obvious is that we make money and we spend it and it's and the, it's very simple how to get rich. I mean, at the end of the day, you spend less than you make. I mean, it's, it's really that simple, but there's a money law that's called Parkinson's law and Parkinson's law says a couple things. One thing it says that expenses will always rise to match income and it's a natural force at work. So we're just all, you know, it's like gravity. If you jump off a 20 story building, you're under the law of gravity. Like nothing you're going to do is going to save you from that law always at work. So unless you, you know, have wings or something that, you know, you can, if you have a glider and you can do it now we can work with gravity. Well, money with Parkinson's law, it's like that same law. Like it's always an effect. It doesn't care, you know, who you are, or what you are. We're just always going to be under that law. So if it's true that expenses always rise to match income, it looks something like this. It looks like, okay, let's say we start just out of college and we're making 50 grand a year, you know, it feels pretty tight and, and our expenses are 50 grand a year. Then all of a sudden, you know, we start a new business and we make a hundred grand a year. Well, do we have the same car payment, the same rent payment, the same kind of clothes? No, now we're in the hundred thousand dollar social bracket. So we change the car, we change the rent or the house payment. We have a kid and, you know, all these expenses go up. So now we, we went from 50 and our expenses were 50. We went to 100 and our expenses are 100. Now we've been in business for you know, a number of years, great at business. Now we're making 250 a year. Well, again, what do we do? We go up to the lifestyle of everybody else we know making 250 because that's that social circle. So it's biological. There's this, there's this Parkinson's law in effect. Parkinson's law also says that a luxury once enjoyed becomes a necessity. 
So that means with, and so with every, with every pay raise comes the next level of necessities that we have to have. So that's one thing that's happening is we're just under the spell of this Parkinson's law without realizing it. And it's very biological too, because with, uh, we start to feel rich and that with feeling rich as we spend like we're rich. And again, we just like all the things that 250 is now going to buy because that lifestyle is, you know, much better lifestyle than the hundred thousand dollar lifestyle. So that's happening. And then another thing is we don't understand the, another law, which is compounding. And we, people don't, because we're not taught this, we don't understand what wealth is. And the only way to build wealth and build it fast enough is that we have to buy assets and let those assets, that money that makes money for us at the same time. And that's how you build wealth. The money outperforms our working income two to one. So that's why during our working years, we want to work, you know, and build and grow and do all we can while we're young and we have all the energy and everything while we're taking a piece of that. So the money can work just as hard, but again, it's going to outperform us by two to one. So since we don't understand compound interest, and since we've never used, most people have never opened up a compounding calculator and done some very simple calculations, we don't know what we're giving up each year when that story is, well, you know, I'm barely getting by at 50,000. So, you know, when I make more money, then I'll start to save and invest. But now we're in a hundred, those lifestyle expenses. So the thing is, you know, well, I don't have enough money now. So when I have more money in the future, I'll save and invest. And we're robbing ourselves all those years of that money working for us. So unless, you know, unless we know some basic numbers, unless we've opened up a compounding calculator and done this work, we're probably, you know, just, we're just working and spending money and being part of these, you know, different laws that we don't even know exist. Right, right. So true. And that's, I think just, yeah, again, a lot of lack of education, right, that we don't mm-hmm. get as children, we don't, that are, a lot of times parents don't even know it themselves, right, so they don't pass it on, and we don't have that in school, where we're not taught any of this in college, in high school, or anything, I mean, I think every high school should have a, a financial literacy class, <laughs> I think that would Absolutely. be helpful. Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's a shame, it's a shame that we don't, exactly, and really the third thing that is the reason why is because we're not taught that, that, again, money is something that needs to be managed and it's something we do. So most people neglect their finances. They're great at making it, they're great at spending it, but that's about as good as it goes, right. it goes it gets. So, you know, another thing is that you have to be in your money. You have to be with it. You have to have a great relationship with it. You need, you know, and want to spend time and learn just these basic skills, not just in the business, but like I said, in the household finance and, and start building these investments. So if you're neglecting your finances, you're not paying attention to the money, it's going to slip to your fingers. It just, it just disappears. It vanishes, you know, like how many times you're like, oh my God, like, where's all the money gone? And right. it will, it's just like evaporate somehow, but unless we pay attention to it. So we need so to give true. it time and attention. Yeah. I mean, as with everything, right? Every, anything that you focus on grows, right? And so if you focus on spending some quality time with your cash, you know, then I think you will be thankful. Um, so we, of course, have entrepreneurs and small business owners and people who want to start businesses uh, who listen to this podcast. And so one of the things that I typically ask our guests is, you know, whatever your area of expertise, of course, yours is, um, is money. Um, tell us something that you know, that our audiences can use today or tomorrow to, to start either creating wealth or preserving wealth or whatever that might be. 
Yeah, I think that the first thing is, is to move from what I call from an income mindset to a wealth mindset. And it's to understand that playing the income game, which is really just the only thing that entrepreneurs are focused on unless we're taught differently, is that all we're thinking about is income in the business, really, and just trying to grow and grow and grow and grow. And you can make a high income in your business and still be kind of paycheck to paycheck or financially broke. So that's one thing it's under is get out of the, the income game and get into the wealth game. And when you start, when wealth is the game that you're playing, it's a radically different strategy. Like working back from that is going to change everything, the way you think, what you do, everything will change. And so that's the biggest takeaway. It's like, it's a wealth game. Those of us playing the wealth game, again, it's a, it's, it's a different set of rules. It's a different strategy. It's different everything. So that would be a takeaway. And then there are little things like, you know, things I say, like, think of buying assets, don't buy expenses. You know, I've always said some women like buying shoes. I like buying houses. You know, it's, it's, um, it's just, but it, it, again, be playing the, the asset game, want to buy assets, get good at this and whatever kind of crypto is your thing, get really great at crypto assets. If real estate's your thing, get really great at real estate. If stock market's your thing, get really good at stocks, you know? And again, it's not difficult for the numbers that most of us want to create for ourselves. Like it, it's doable for all of us. It takes a little bit of knowledge and skill, but you learn it over time. And the younger you start, you know, the better it is. So, and then to really move from the mindset of from consumer to banker. And I teach a concept like become your own bank, like quit borrowing from the banks, you become the bank paying interest, start collecting interest. Again, when you're in the wealth game, these things automatically reverse themselves. Like you don't want to be a consumer anymore because that's robbing you of your wealth. Now it doesn't mean that we're not consuming and live a good life and we have our nice things that we want, but not at the expense of growing our wealth. You know, we make sure that we're doing both at the same time. And, you know, that's the big thing is like bank, the banking mindset, banks want to make more money. You know, banks really use money to make more money. They're giving the loans, right? And then, you know, borrowers want to buy something they can't afford. So be a, be a banker. Don't be a borrower. You know, buy assets. Don't buy things. You know, at least the order. Right. Absolutely. That's, that's so true. And that's something that we could all take away today right now and start thinking of that um, in our in our mindset versus thinking, you know, let's go spend money, right? Um, versus let's go attain wealth. Let's go uh, buy some assets that actually will cash flow for us later down the line or currently. So awesome. Well, this has been such a great conversation. I love talking about this kind of stuff. So last question always is how can our audiences get in touch with you? You know, probably the easiest thing is just my name, christina.com. And I have free download to my book, a couple other freebies. I have a podcast as well and different things. But if anybody just wants to, to pick up some useful tools, it's, it's easy to go there and you can Google me and it's easy to find. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christina. This has been great. I uh, love talking about this and um, so true. I think we just don't really have that in our minds. And it's something that um, we all need to learn in order to attain wealth, right? And not just be being a consumer all the time. So thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you.